0: You're about to listen to a message from Every Nation Church, Midrand, the place where people come to be changed and discipled to transform society. God, Good morning, everyone. It's good to see you this morning, this godly hour. I call this a godly hour. (laughs) It's one of my favorite moments. Early morning. My Lord. You sleep well. <laughs> you had some sleep, right? Yeah. Also. Yeah. This morning I want to share with you what I call the author and the finisher. The author and the finisher of your faith. the author and the finisher of your faith. You need to learn to look up. You need to learn to look up to the author and the finisher of your faith. Hebrews chapter 12, I read verses 1 and 2. It says, therefore we also, since we are surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses, let us lay aside every weight and the sin which so easily ensnares us, and let us run with endurance the race that is set before us. Do you know there's a race set before you? Did you know that life is a race, and uh, and and you need to know the kind of race it is. Hmm? It's not a hundred meters dash. Okay? This is a long distance race. This is a marathon. Okay? So the principles that you need for a marathon are different from the principles that you need for a 100 meters dash. Yeah. Now, if you run a marathon following the principles of a 100 meters dash, guess what? You'll be in trouble. After 100 meters, you'll be in trouble. And the race has just begun. You are having a finishing mentality.? Huh? By a hundred meters, you are having a finishing mentality. Meanwhile, that is just the beginning. <laughs> Do you get what I'm saying? And you need to understand, in the walk of faith as well, it's important that you have the right kind of mindset. Yes, you need to have the right kind of mindset because many people are frustrated because they have the wrong kind of mindset. Yeah, they have the wrong kind of mindset. They are running a marathon with a hundred meters dash mentality. And there is no other recipe for frustration than that. Because you are saying, Just one more step, and it will be over. And is the beginning. (laughs) You get what I'm saying? So there's a race that is set before us. We're going to run that race. Yeah? And you notice that this comes after Hebrews chapter 11, where he has explained faith and shown us different heroes, different heroes of faith who has done great exploits. They've done great exploits by faith. We see people like Abraham, we see people like Abel, we see people like Sarah, we see people like Moses, we see people like uh, Rahab, come on, even Harlot a hallowed God into the Hall of Fame. That's the Hall of Fame. There's nobody that cannot get into that. I'm telling you. And I have news for you. That list is still on. That list is still on and there are people in our generation that should be on that list and that is you. Yeah. Your name should be in Heaven's Hall of Fame. Yeah. Not necessarily the earth's hall of fame. Some people are striving to be on the earth's hall of fame. For me, I want to be in heaven's hall of fame. Yeah. How about that? Yeah. Yes. That's what matters. Because that one will last for eternity. How many people know that for eternity, there's nothing you can do about Hebrews 11? You cannot change it, yeah. <laughs> it's settled. Come on. You believe that. You know that. Even if you don't believe it, it doesn't change it. There's nothing you can do about Abraham. You might not like him. You might not like the blunder he got into. Do you understand? He, we, we ended up with an Ishmael who is giving us problems up till today. But he's still in Hebrews 11. What do you do? That means you can make a blunder and still be in heaven's hall of fame. If you understand how to run this race. If you know how to run this race, you will never be knocked out. Hallelujah. And so I'm here this morning to strengthen somebody's faith. I want you to receive a boost. A jab. Hallelujah. Why? Because there is a price for you. There is a price for you. And you need to have this the, the, the right mentality. You need to have the right mindset. So there Hebrews 11 tells us so much about all these people. By faith they did this. By faith, by faith, by faith, by faith, by faith, by faith, by faith. And you say, wow. All the things that faith can achieve. By faith they subdued kingdoms. The quenched fire. They stopped the mouths of lions. Can you imagine? All by faith. A kingdom can be subdued by faith. You can subdue a whole kingdom. So that means it doesn't matter what Satan has put in place. By faith you can subdue him. If the kingdom of darkness is against you, is resisting you, you can subdue it by faith. Hallelujah. So all these things were listed in Hebrews chapter 11. Then in chapter 12 he starts by saying, Therefore we also... Come on, say me also. also. Come on, me also. also. Hallelujah. So not just Abraham, not just Moses, not just Joshua. Come on. Yeah, not just Jephthah. Me also. Yeah, me also. Therefore, we also, since we are surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses. Who is this cloud of witnesses? Hebrews 11, that's correct. Those guys are sitting on the galleries of heaven and looking down to the earth. And they're saying, come on, Munewa, go for it. Yeah, do it, come on. You can make it, you can do it. Hallelujah. So me also. We're surrounded by them. You might not see them, but we're surrounded by them. I remember a brother came to me. He had a vision and he, he, didn't, he didn't understand. He says, you know, Pastor, I don't know what, I, I don't understand this thing. I saw, I saw this cloud, but the cloud was the faces of people and it was looking down at me. And I said, ah, that's Hebrews chapter 12. Wow. Then I opened it and I showed it to him. He says, oh. Really? I said, yes. That's what the Bible is talking about. Amen. So we are surrounded. Come on. You are not alone. You feel alone, but you are surrounded. You might feel, you might think you are alone, but you are surrounded. But this cloud of witnesses are not allowed to participate. They are spectators. They are cheering you, but can you hear? Can you hear what they are saying? Can you hear what they are saying? Or can you only hear the circumstances? Can you only hear the challenges? Can you only hear the pain? Huh? You need the ears of faith to hear What the cloud of witnesses are saying from the galleries of heaven. You need to hear in the Spirit. And if you would hear in the Spirit, there's no reason why. Listen to me. You you, you know, in, in, in sports, there's what they call home advantage. Is that not so? When a team is playing on their home ground, there is an advantage they have. Over the visiting team. Correct? There is an advantage they have over the visiting team. The visiting team does not have the kind of support. And it's called home advantage. It's called home advantage. So because of the support that the, the, the local team has over the visiting team by reason of the crowd. The crowds are cheering them. Don't feel the energy from the crowd. When they're tired, when they feel as if they're out, and the, the, the energy alone from the crowd pushes them. Psychologically, it has been discovered that it works. Are you getting me? So when you are facing your challenges, I want you to know that you have home advantage. Do you get what I'm saying? You have home. Home advantage. You have a whole crowd watching you. And saying to Lela, you can make it. Amen. I know you got it. Amen. You've got what it takes. Amen. In fact, you have more than I had. Amen. Yeah. So if you will hear with the ears of faith, you will have home advantage. Amen. The reason why many people give up is because their ears are not tuned They are not tuned, and they are not on the frequency of the cloud of witnesses. So they cannot benefit from home advantage. So even though, the good thing about this this crowd is that anywhere you go, you are always home. (laughs) Isn't that wonderful? It's not restricted to a geographical location. Yeah, so if you are in Timbuktu... They are there to cheer you up. If you're on the mountain, they are there with you. If you are in the valley, they are there with you. So you can always have home advantage. Hallelujah. You can always have home advantage at all times. So that's why we need to be aware of this. Okay, therefore we also, since we are surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses, let us lay aside. So because of this, you don't want anything to weigh you down? Come on, lay aside every weight, every sin which easily ensnares us. There are things that easily latch onto you. Do you understand? Do you understand? There are mindsets that come upon, that latch themselves to you. There are things when you are at that moment, that time, critical time, somehow they find a way of creeping into your life. And then you lose your zest. And you lose sight of your race. We need to lay them aside. Amen? Amen? And seeing which easily ensnares us, and let us do what? With endurance. Let us what? Run with endurance. Hallelujah. Run with endurance the race that is set before us. So, in this race, you need a lot of endurance. Why is it saying we need endurance? Because there will be times you'll feel like giving up. Come on. There are times you'll feel this thing does not work. There are times you'll feel I am alone. There's nobody with me. There are times you'll feel nobody understands. Nobody knows the trouble I'm going through. Come on. (laughs) Yes, there are times you'll feel like that. There are times you'll feel everybody's against me. There'll be times like that. If you've ever felt like that, raise your hand, let me see. Welcome to the club. (laughs) Yeah, we've all felt like that. But look at verse 2. Come on, verse 2. It says, Looking unto Jesus. Hallelujah. Now he's giving you your target, your focus. All right? Looking unto Jesus. Who is he? The author and the finisher of our faith. The author and what? Finisher of our faith. Hallelujah. He's, he's the author and the finisher. And you need to learn to look unto him. You need to learn to keep your eyes on him. In this race, you don't look. You don't look around. You don't look at other competitors. Yeah? You don't look at other competitors. Uh, The other time we went for this uh, Christian Olympics and I was running. (laughs) I was running in this race with other pastors. Do you understand? And I was on the lead. I was running. And then I looked. (laughs) That was the biggest mistake. I felt no, I'm doing I'm doing well. I'm 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 safe now. Let me just look around, see how far they are behind. The moment I turn, pew. I tried, but I still made third place, but you know, I could have been first. Yeah. Ah! Yeah. So in this race, you don't look at other competitors. Look at, uh, what about Irene? Uh, what, it, no, 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 no. Forget about Irene. Face your track. Irene has her track. You don't have the same track. Huh? You don't have the same track, so face your track. But he says, well, in this race, look unto Jesus. Keep your eyes on who? Jesus. Yeah. The author and the finisher of our faith. He is the beginning. Huh? He is the beginning. In in fact, it says that he's the, uh, another version says he's the the source and perfecter of our faith. He is the beginning and the end of our faith. Let's look at uh, uh, the author and perfecter of our faith. Young Young literal translation. You know, look at that. He is the author and the perfecter. Mm -hmm. Hallelujah. So he is there to perfect your faith. You don't start perfect, but you finish perfect. Hallelujah. Yeah, in the course of this race, your faith will get perfected. If you will stay on track and keep your focus and lay aside every way, Amen. you will be perfect. Amen. Because it's not you. He is at work. The author and the perfecter of their faith. Let's look at it in the Amplified. Look at, that. Look at how the Amplified puts it. Oh. <laughs> Looking away from all that will distract. Huh? Can you see? from all that will distract look away from all that will distract to Jesus who is the leader come on the leader of this race he is the one yes he is the leader the source can you see that the source of your faith your faith did not originate from your ancestors your faith did not originate from your grandfather hallelujah even though your grandmother might have had faith as she imparted to you, it did not originate from your grandmother. You understand? Yeah. My grandmother was a woman of faith. Great evangelist. Huh? My mother was a minister of the gospel. Huh? Multiple portfolio. <laughs> Diplomat church planter, you know, evangelist, all of that. But hey, although I saw faith and I learned faith from her, it did not originate from her. She's not the source of my faith. This is the source of my faith. Come on. Yeah. So Jesus is the leader and the source of our faith, giving the first incentive for our belief. (laughs) I like this version. The first incentive for our belief and is also its finisher. So he gives us an incentive to believe God. Do you understand? Yeah. He is the one that helps us. He gives us what is known as incentive motivation. No, you, you, you want to in, in, motivate someone, just look for what the person likes and offer it to the person you won't know where the energy will come from. Huh? Am I correct? Yeah. Some of you, you, you are working so hard. You are tired, but yet you are working. Why? Because you know at the end of the month, <laughs> it will be all worth it. Huh? Or at the end of the year, it will be worth it. Some of you are already calculating how much your, your bonus will be. Ah, you've been putting in so much. Yes, because they use that bonus as an incentive to incentivize you. So sometimes when you incentivize people, people think it's manipulation. No, it started with God. God is the first person to incentivize us. He says, listen, if you believe me, if you believe me, I'll give you eternal life. Is that not an incentive? Follow me and I will... Look, I'm going to give you a mansion. If you serve me faithfully, I'll give you a mansion. That's incentive. You can't be better. You can't get a better incentive. Huh? Yeah. So it's good. It's good to incentivize people. It's okay. They learned it from God. All right? So he gives us the incentives for our belief. And it's also its finisher, bringing it to maturity and what? Perfection. Hallelujah. You need to look up to him. He's the author and the finisher of your faith. He's the source and the perfecter of your faith. Yes. For he... He, for the joy of obtaining the price, even he, Jesus, was incentivized by the Father. The Father says, look, if you go through this, this is what you're going to get. You're going to get so many children. Billions. Billions of people. If you will endure this, go through this pain. Hmm? Go through this ridicule. Go through this humiliation. This suffering. Go to the cross. If you will go to the cross, this is what I'm going to give you. That's it. That's what... Can't you remember in Gethsemane, Jesus didn't... He got to a point. He says, Father, this thing is too much. Huh? Let this cup pass over me. This thing. I know you can do all things. You can save mankind. You can still save mankind. Even if I take my life... And I come back to heaven because you've given me that option. And it says, Let this cup pass over me, but nevertheless, not my will, but your will be done. Yeah. Correct? Yeah. Let your will be done. And but the father gave him a prize. This is what you will get. Are you ready to go through this? For me, huh? There was a joy, the Bible calls it the joy, that was set before him, endured. Can you see? We have need for endurance. This race requires endurance. Yeah? Yeah? Mm -hmm. Don't tell me, Pastor, I'm a very impatient person. You better learn patience. (laughs) For this race, you need a lot of patience. (laughs) Uh, An overdose of patience. Mm -hmm. For this race, I'm telling you. Many people have left the faith because of, because they lack what I'm talking about. They've left the faith. Endured the cross. He endured the cross, despising and ignoring the shame. Imagine, there is shame associated with the cross. In fact, the cross was the most brutal and the most shameful death that man ever came up with. It was inspired by Satan. The Roman government sat down and thought how to kill someone slowly, painfully, and shamefully. And they came up with the cross. But Jesus endured that. Endured that. He endured that, the shame. But now, look, where is he? He's seated at the right hand of the throne of God. Why? Why? He received his reward. There is a reward for you. I'm telling you, there is a reward for you. If you will stick around, you will see that reward. Hallelujah. You will see that reward. That reward is out of this world. It's out of this world. So Jesus is the author and the finisher of our faith. And we need to keep our eyes on him. You know, you, know, you need to keep your eyes on his example. Okay? You need, to, you need to, when you are going through anything, think about Jesus. Jesus endured everything. Even when you are being ridiculed, remember that he was ridiculed. Huh? When you are being misunderstood, remember that he was misunderstood. Alright? When you are being criticized, remember that he was criticized. And he still stayed on track. He didn't do anything dumb. Some people go through things and then they just do dumb things. Make dumb decisions because of some pressure. This race has a lot of pressure. A lot of pressure comes with this race. A lot of persecution comes with this race. A lot of challenges come with this race. Do you understand? If I don't tell you this, I'm not telling you the truth. I can just come and tell you, look, if you have faith, you won't have any challenges. But that's not the truth. Your faith will be tested to be tried. Listen, if you can serve God without challenges, that means you are greater than Jesus. And you are not. (laughs) Yes? If your faith... Can avoid or prevent challenges. That means your faith is greater than Jesus. Yeah. Oh, you are in Satan's club. You have Satan's faith. Not the faith of God. But the faith of God doesn't mind being tested. It doesn't mind being tried. Hallelujah. The faith of God. It's important that you understand this. I'm telling you. Why? God is working things in our lives, but many people quit before God finishes what He started. Don't be one of those. Don't be one of those. You have in you the author and the finisher of your faith, He's already in you working. He's in you already. He is developing your faith, bringing your faith to that place where you'll be just like him. Look at Galatians chapter 2 verse 20. This scripture really helped me as a teenager. Galatians chapter 2 verse 20. All right, it says, "I have been crucified with Christ. It is no longer I who live." So, there's a kind of faith that you require to live your life in such a way that it's not you living. Are you getting my point? So, when you are faced with a challenge, by faith, you can allow Christ to take over. Like I said, this helped me greatly in those days. He says, I have been crucified with Christ. It is no longer I who live. Huh? What does that mean? In other words, I'm living this life, but it's not me that is living. This is Paul, but it's not Paul. Ha! Huh? How do you explain that? It says, but Christ lives in me. Can you see? Yeah. Christ lives in me. So what I used to do in those days, actually, no one actually taught me this thing. I, it just, I just stumbled over it by revelation. So in those days, when I come across a challenge, I'll say, Lord Jesus, I know you faced a challenge like this, and you overcame. I want you to come and live that victory through me. Honestly, I used to pray this. And I'd never heard anyone talk like that. But I stumbled over it, reading the scriptures. That's why you need to read your Bible. Okay? So I would pray like that. I said, come and live that victory through me. Yeah. I had the temptation every other person was tempted with. But how did I overcome? (laughs) This is my secret. (laughs) This was the secret. Yes. Yes. Christ lives in me. And he says, and the life which I now live in the flesh, I live by what? By faith in the Son of God. Can you see? That's why you need to look up to him. He is the author. He started it. He will finish it. Yes? He started it before you got to face that situation if you will just exchange your weakness or your whatever and take his life and let him live through you. Oftentimes, we get defeated because we don't allow him to live through us. <laughs> yes. How many people are facing a challenge now? You just, you just know, I, I need him to... I need, I need. Alright, this is for you. Just call him, just invite him and say, Jesus, come and live. Come and walk this path. Yeah, I'll step aside. You, 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 you just continue. That's what it means, the just shall live by faith. What do you think it is? Huh? Some people think, oh... Living by faith means I quit my job and start preaching all over the place. So, are you saying that people that don't quit their jobs don't have faith? What kind of thinking is that? Hello. How many people have heard that or oh, you've thought about that? I'm living by faith now. I'm not. What were you, How were you living before? Huh? Is it the jobless shall live by faith? The just shall live by faith. It doesn't matter whether you're in employment or not. You need faith to live. You need faith to live. Huh? Or you think people are succeeding because, oh, anyway. The life which I now live, (laughs) I live by faith. In the Son of God. Who loves me and gave himself for me. So you need to start living by faith in the Son of God. And you need to pray and say, Lord, come and leave this now. (laughs) Now this is too much for me. But I need you to come in. You're already in, right? But take over now. Yeah? Take over. even at work, I'm telling you, if you begin to apply this in your career, if you begin to apply this in your studies, if you begin to apply this in your business, you'll be amazed at the kind of wisdom you start operating in. Yeah, because it's now Jesus. It's your personal secret. <laughs> They'll say, wow, where do you get this from? <laughs> I'll tell you someday. Just keep them in suspense. (laughs) I said, I'll tell you the secret one day. Yeah, I'm telling you, in this church, we need to have the best of the best. The brightest of the brightest. The most successful people. You can't hear this and then go and fail. Mm -hmm. If you fail, it's because you didn't allow him to live. To live through you. You didn't allow him to walk through you. You are too proud to do it on your own. Yeah. He's the author and the finisher of your faith. In Revelation chapter 1, I think is it verse verse, um, verse 8 or so, where he says, he is the alpha and the omega. Yeah. He says, I am alpha and omega, the beginning and the end. Can you see? He's the beginning. The Alpha and the Omega. Those are the Greek alphabets. Alright? It's like the A to Z. The A and the Z. And guess what? Everything in between. Okay? So, He is your Alpha. But He's also your Omega. When when your faith is built on Him being your Alpha, that means your beginning is going to be supernatural. But when your faith is built on him as your omega, that means it will be completed. Do you understand? Yeah. It will be completed. Whatever he started, he will complete. Hmm? It says, he who began a good work in you will be faithful to complete it. Have you seen that scripture before? Yeah, I'm confident of this very thing. That he who has begun a good work in you Huh? Faithful. will be faithful. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we used to sing that song. He who begun a good work in you. How many people know that song? Mm-hmm. Will be faithful to complete it. He will be faithful to complete it. He who started the work will be faithful to complete it in you. Amen? He is the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end, the author and the finisher, the source and the perfecter of your faith. So that means if somebody's faith fails, it's because he was not allowed to. To work. In you. Do you see that? It says. uh, Philippians 1 verse 6. Being confident of this very thing. That he who has begun a good work in you. Who started your salvation. Did you save yourself? Did you start it? No. So you can't finish it. Because you didn't start it. You're not the author of it. Do Do you even know how to get. How to create salvation? <laughs> where are you, what ingredients are you going to use? What formula? Do you, where are you going to get it from? You see? That's why we need to look up to Him and be confident. How many people have confidence? I've got confidence. God is going to see me through. Yeah. Andre Crouch sung, sang a song. I've got confidence god is gonna see me through no matter what the case may be i know he's gonna fix it for me amen Amen. yeah confident of this very thing hey that he who has begun a good work he who has begun a good work and we know who has begun this good work it's not your grandfather Yes, he who has begun this good work is not your ancestor. He who began this good work is not even your pastor. Amen. Amen. I know some pastors would like to think that they began it. But I have news for you. There's no pastor on earth that began this good work. Yes, it might be an instrument, but he is not the author. Do you understand? It's like somebody, you, you a publisher publishes a book. Does that make him the author? No, It's not the author. He, he, just, he, just, he just helped to put it together. Where did I, the ideas come from? Were they from him? No, he was just involved. He was actually fortunate to be part of the process. It's a privilege that he got. So many of us, we only have the privilege to be part of someone's beginning. But never make a mistake and think you are the author. You are never the author. You are never the one who began it. He who has begun a good work in you, say in me. Amen. Say in me. Amen. Hallelujah. He who has begun a good work in you will complete it. Amen. He will complete it. I'm telling you, he's going to complete what he has started. I don't know what has been started in your life. If you will keep your eyes on him. Do you understand? And stop looking at other contestants. Stop looking. This kind of race, listen, this kind of race is not, it's not the kind of race that, oh, if I get there before you, then I have won. No. This kind of race is different. If you finish. (laughs) If you finish. So, if Irene is ahead of you in this race, it's okay. Just make sure you finish. You get to the finish line. Amen? And you will be rewarded. Isn't that wonderful? We don't have such races, do we? (laughs) Where everybody that finishes will be rewarded. Have you seen some marathons that some people arrive? (laughs) I'll say almost when people have gone to sleep. (laughs) Who is there to reward them? There's no one to reward them. But in this race, this is amazing. Yeah. God knows what he has put in you. He knows your capacity. He knows your potential. And he just says, stick to it. Keep running. Keep running. Because in this race, as you run, you get perfected. As you run, as you continue, as you continue to endure, it develops something. It makes you into who you are supposed to be. As you continue to run, something is developed in you. The distractions come, but you say, no, I'm not going to leave my track. Somebody invites you for lunch during the race. You say, no, until I finish my race. Oh, you cannot be on a marathon and then step aside... To do lunch and then continue. You you can't do that. Amen? So looking unto Jesus. How many people are looking up to Jesus? Yes, I'm telling you, if you look up to Jesus, you will never fail. Yeah. In the race, you might stumble. Okay? But get up and continue. Do you understand my... do Do you get my point? Yeah. You might get injured. You know, my, your knee might twist, or your, your, your ankle might twist in the race. Huh? Just continue. Hallelujah. Even if you are limping, just continue. Don't quit. As you continue, the one that started with you is going to finish with you. It's going to finish with you. I feel so energized. I feel so, you know, empowered by God. That this race we've started, we're just seeing the beginning. We're about to see God unleash some powers on this land. I'm telling you, we're going to see the glory of God. We're going to see the power of God like never before. Amen. Amen. We continue this race. We are going to manifest the glory of God. And we will save many. Multitudes will be saved. By the time you start doubling yourself. (laughs) When you have the doubling mindset. Ay, yeah, Great things will happen. Amen? Time is gone. I think we need to pray. Why don't we stand up on our feet right now? And I want you to pray. Talk to God. Glory, glory, glory. Have you received something this morning?